Hello, everybody. Welcome to the Love Era podcast. I am your host, Melissa Fredericks, Miss Kevin on stage, and I'm joined by my husband and co-host. Kevin Fredericks. Keep on stage. <laughs> That's great. Uh, stage. Uh, and today, if, well, first of all, if this is your first time here, welcome to the Love Era podcast where we talk about life, love, the pursuit of happiness, and quite honestly, everything in between. We are not marriage experts by any stretch of the imagination. Um, but we're just here to really share our experience in mm-hmm. life, love, and marriage. And we ain't goals. Career. We just trying to stay married in the last and evil day. Amen. Don't be putting us on a pedestal. Correct. Put us on the ground with y'all. We all just trying to make it through. <laughs> Correct. Um, and today we have a very special guest. Rockford, Illinois Friday. Yes. None other. Now, <laughs> Michelle, I just learned your, your first, your real first name. So I'm finna say it. Okay. All right. Miss Tanitra. Michelle Williams. Oh yeah! I'm all loud in this mic. Girl, I'm sorry y'all for busting your ears. Uh, she has just written and come out with a new book called Checking In. Look at me. Come on and be an uh, influencer now. Come it, it, it comes out next week, on it? Oh, it comes out next week? May 25th. May oh, 25th. Perfect. Perfect. So if you are, um, that's, that's right, Tuesday, May 25th. Right? Yeah. That's Tuesday. So if you are, um, in my book club, this will be the book of the month. So get to it today. Go and purchase it even right now. Amen. Yes. Yeah, so we'll I hear the unction of the Holy Ghost saying that there's a blessing in there. I'm on, I'm, I'm being serious. Not the unction of the Holy Ghost. I was playing with that, <laughs> but I'm being serious. Michelle, I'm so, I, I know we're going to talk about this, but it is so important, mm-hmm. especially for black people. But I want to say black and churchy. We had a double whammy. Yes. Because black people didn't talk about mental health. And Churchy was like, well, Jesus, what? Okay, I know him. Right. Okay. But also, I, I, is, you, is there anybody else we could talk to? Yes. So I feel like I, Black and Churchy, I felt like we had a mental health double whammy of it was doubly taboo. Uh, but it is mm. so important for us as Black people mm. to deal with our mental health. A, the same way you would go to a doctor for a broken leg, you go to a, a mental health professional to help you. Correct. There is no shame. There is therefore no condemnation. Yes. In that. Amen. So I don't want to talk for you and stuff, but I just, I'm so and- happy because you're a voice that people listen to and you've been so open and transparent, which is also hard because people try to use it against you. But go ahead, Michelle. I was talking. Listen, you said one thing about how we'll go to the doctor when a leg is broken. But I also want to tell people you don't have to go to therapy if you're broken. Right. right? You can go to therapy to process a transition. You lost a parent. You lost a job. You lost a relationship, which I mean, those things can leave you heartbroken. But therapy just isn't for uh, if PTSD or something traumatic happened you know but also i want to pivot to one of the first things you said about black people and churchy people we don't talk about things as it relates to mental health we'll go to the doctor for lupus or diabetes because we but it's like we'll we'll make people we've made people feel bad if they're going through something with depression or something going on with the mind that it's because of something they did sin Mm-hmm. Well, if you go into the doctor for diabetes, 
Right. You ate too much pound cake. Yeah, right. that was that was sin of the sin of so, gluttony. So if I want to, if you want to blame me, I can blame you for your sugar being too high. Now, biologically, sometimes your sugar is high even because you didn't eat pound cake. But there are those of us, how many testimonies have we heard? Girl, I just changed my diet and I don't have to take um the diabetes medication no more. It took you to eat right. <laughs> right. right. You know what I'm saying? So I, I feel jumping. like- we we shame people for needing to go to therapy, but then I should be shaming you for going to the doctor for something that could just be regulated through diet. I love that uh, you said you don't have to Let's be broken. Let's introduce it to them. We didn't introduce them as Rockford, no. Illinois Finest? Oh, we, we just went right into it. Yeah, we did. Did we? Yeah. I thought we said Rockford, Illinois Finest. You Finals. did, we, and then we stopped. That's it? You All said, right. well, Tanitra Michelle Williams. All right, here we go. We can go oh, with boy, it. I was, I was going to do a whole elaborate situation, but oh, everybody said, no, nah, do the sit down, no, child. My, that's my bad. That's my, my bad. bad. I went right in. into no, it. No, child, we here. Let's Me go. Me and Michelle been in green room so much. I, I know. I Y'all like don't know. We just chopping it up. I love the familiarity. No, go ahead. Go ahead and introduce yourself, Michelle Williams because somebody might not know you. <laughs> I'm glad you said Tanitra right on the first go round. Mm -hmm. You know, and I'm excited because I feel like it is a rebirth. I do feel like Tanitra Michelle is reborn, you oh. know, in this season of my life. So I'm yeah, excited. You, you know. are the rebirth album. Rebirth of Tanitra. With uh, Kurt Franklin. <laughs> Let me hear you make some the Holy Ghost crazy, crazy noise, noise right now. now. Let, Let me hear you. <laughs> Well, listen, uh, really quickly, I just want to say this. If you're unfamiliar with Miss Michelle Williams, I'm not quite sure how she is part of the one of the biggest girl groups of all time, groups of all time, uh, Destiny's Child. You were in that? You Listen, weren't you? I was actually. Yeah. Hey, one in the same? One in the same. Uh, I thought you looked familiar. Uh, she has the killer voice on Cater to You. You can at me about that. She has a beautiful singing voice. Uh, one of my favorite pictures uh, of all time, actually, is when we went to the um, Stellar Awards and you were so lovely to take a picture with me and my sister-in-law. Every year we repost it on Facebook. Um, and so that is none other than Miss Michelle Williams. Thank you so much for joining us on today. Because if Thank you don't know nothing about Miss Michelle, child, she is churchy. Hey. We was talking about midnight musicals before we went. Showed up. I know. I'm like, who's? I want either I want to do a midnight musical or y'all got to do a midnight musical, and I no, want to be in the a, choir. That is a fantastic idea. To Whatever choir, Instagram live. Oh I my god! In the choir, singing sold out. Oh my! Jesus is my help. Jesus is my help. My help. My help. I would love that. Yes. That would be and good then, for my okay, soul. Let me take y'all back to this one. I bet y'all y'all don't know this one. I bet you I do. I was Oh, I do know this. Of course you did. Come on, oh. you can't come on, Miss Miss we come to press. We come to press. And then when they go into that van, that's why we was musty after. Okay. <laughs> right now, that midnight musical church was hot. Yes. 
That was Church Kids Club. That's late. That's so. That's the only way we got to go stay out late. Yes. The only way we got there with all your friends. Yeah, y'all better do it. My mom never was tripping. Y'all better be at the musical and be at school the next day exhausted. Yeah. And I want us to have the choir robes. So when oh, we yes, yes. <laughs> yeah, this is a whole production. First of all, are choir ropes even a thing in 2021? I miss old school church. I miss old school I do too. I miss choirs. Well, everything now is uh, the praise and worship mm -hmm. style songs. Rip jeans. Yes. No, we need to go back. We need to go back. We got we to get in decency and in order. We got yeah. to be uniform. Come on, jean skirt Twitter. <laughs> Show up on today. Ah. Strong. <laughs> Where y'all at? Jean <laughs> skirts. Because that was as edgy as we could get. Show mm -hmm. up. A jean skirt. Okay. And then uh, Steve Madden slides are coming back. They're on their website right now today. No, they're on their website right now today. Jean skirts and jelly shoes. Yes. Boy, y'all Okay, okay, okay. I'm excited. Down the here, blazes. I'm going to set it up, Michelle. I'm going to have I'm you. In. I'm gonna have I'm you in the choir. I'm in the soprano section. I want to direct one of the songs. I Go to direct. Okay. All right. I was in choir, but I, I'm better in the audience. <laughs> no, you. No, you gonna be. Are you soprano or alto? Uh, I like to think of myself as a tenor. Let's just sing with the tenor. Why, why was I gonna say your husband is gonna say tenor? Listen, you can sing with the tenor. She wasn't. She wasn't ashamed of it. No, I like to sing with the twin. Uh, the tenor. I don't like to work too hard. Choir rehearsal yeah. be long. You be tired. The real, the real directors want to push you uh, to your full self. I don't. I just want me in the tenor. So I can. I can hold it. They get one note every other. And then we get all the men say y'all one word. Yeah. Hey, <laughs> come on, men. Rain. We could do stuff. I'm here for it, y'all. I am here for it. All right, let's get to it. You let's ready? Get to it. Checking in with Michelle. All right, Williams. checking in with Miss Michelle Williams. This is the book. Um, all right, so let's ask the first question. Why did you write? We kind of talked about it already. Why did you write this book? Whoa. Um, I wrote it because I felt like, you know, in the time that I've been speaking about mental health, I'll get DMs or comments. And people will say, I can relate to what you've been talking about or what you've been going through. And I figure, okay, well, let me do it on a more wide scale to give, to help someone else identify. Because for me, you know, I can trace it back all the way to the seventh grade, but I didn't get a proper diagnosis until I was in my thirties. Mm -hmm. <laughs> so if it's to help somebody not go 20 years with, you know, because, and then what happens in those 20 years, you learn how to cope in a negative way with whatever it is you're going through. So if I can help eliminate how someone copes um, with depression, if they don't know what it is, um, and then it can help them with the proper foundation for relationships and their career later on down the road. One of the things that you talk about um, with this, and it's the title of the book as well, is the idea of checking in. Mm -hmm. And you uh, kind of make the analogy of like checking into a hotel. Speaking of which, once you guys read the book, she makes this, um, she talks about this lovely hotel off in the islands with this brownie. And when I tell you, I wrote a mental note, do not forget to ask her where this hotel is because <laughs> that's where I want to spend my birthday. And then when you said it wasn't real, I was like, <laughs> <laughs> but but 
there are when I when you say that I think of a hotel you talk about somewhere for your birthday you know there's a spot in Turks and Caicos that I love you know you in the vein you in the vein because <laughs> that's not what we just said we want to go really <laughs> yes oh, okay Grace Bay in Turks and Caicos I love Ooh, I love Grace that, Bay I, love that I will not so, forget yeah Grace Bay yeah, but um you're so right about um checking in we check in everywhere we even have there's a uh, the app Yelp. You can check in where your favorite restaurant mm. is. Check in to, to um, get on the airplane. There are so many areas that we're checking in at, but we're not checking in with ourselves, the three pillars. We're not checking in with others. And we say we check in with God. You know, we give him a little patty cake, patty cake, baker's man type prayer. And we go on about our day instead of, are we really spending time 10 to 30 minutes? Just, okay, what's going on with me? Okay, what's going on with others? What's God, what's going on here? What are we doing? Yeah. I thought you had something to Okay, go ahead. It's, it's so simple yet, like, uh, so simple yet impactful. Right. To just that, like how we are so often checking in, especially, especially me traveling, I mean, I know I'm traveling a lot when I'm getting a, a boarding pass check in for another city while I'm boarding this right. plane. Like, man, I'm moving a lot. And yeah. I tend to think that, and I don't know if you guys agree, uh, curious. I feel like social media has made us feel like the world is moving faster mm -hmm. than it used to. I feel like before I used to, you, when I didn't have my phone on my in my pocket at all time and access to information, I, sometimes I, I somebody said this on Twitter. I, I think it might have been Kashmir or Candace. I'm not sure. Mm -hmm. They were like, man. We people, I don't think people are supposed to have access to this much information at once. Yeah. Because you hear about the traffic tragedies from across the world, all the bad news used to be locally centered. Now you're hearing about everything and, I, and every b black death from anywhere. And those images play in your mind. And sometimes I feel like we don't I don't stop a lot. Like I'll stop no. when we go to on vacation. Yeah, I very rarely stop on a day to day basis and like meditate or, you know, what I'm saying yeah. stopping. I definitely don't check in with myself. I, I guess when I'm going to therapy, I do. Yeah. But other other than that, I'm like, I usually am holding the stuff that I would that I would check in until my next mm -hmm. therapy appointment. Mm -hmm. I'm not wow. like well, that. So that that means we're checking more with others and things of the world more so than we are with ourselves and God. Well, that's good. You got information overload and it's making you feel overwhelmed, making you feel like I've got to do this today. I've got to accomplish this now. And it's like, no, what what if you just say, OK, I'm going to post this. I'm not going to look at the comments and I'm going to just go on the rest of my day and not be on Insta, not be on social media or or be on the news. Although some people's jobs are cycled around social media. So really. You know, I don't know if there's a scheduler uh, that that's automated that helps a person post so that they don't have to con constantly be on their phone. And um, they're they're also, if you look at things of our spine and neck, there's a whole new different posture now that they're discovering of the neck being bent mm -hmm. because we're always on we're always looking down at our phones. Maybe that's why Crazy. my lip hurt it. Listen, so much. you said that, and Rebecca said, "Let me just see." <laughs> <laughs> it's so. I didn't true. realize I, I am doing that. It's, all probably the time. Called, it's, it's probably called iPhone neck or something. <laughs> I don't know, Android neck. 
<laughs> smartphone neck. Yeah, that sound like you know, that's why you you, you, you over here with that iPhone neck. You were on that phone too much. You got that, that Android that's neck. That's exactly what your mama would say. That is now does, does Android neck have a different posture than iPhone neck? Yes, you're better off if you have an iPhone. So you're not. <laughs> You're you're just you're as good right. off because half of the app users are Android. And you guys are loved. Be respectful. We are welcoming. I love you. <laughs> Amen. Amen. Let's Amen. take a break here. Here from love our sponsors. We've taken a break from uh, this episode to hear from one of our Love Our Podcast sponsors. You guys know them because why? They are friends of the podcast and I have not stopped talking about them. And that is none other than Third Love. In fact, just today, I was scrolling Instagram and I saw uh, Lauren from Love is Blind rocking Third Love. And you guys should go on her website, especially if you're melanated, because I'm always talking about how brown girl friends Friendly, uh, all of their items are and their color scheme in terms of nude and flesh tone that they have. And she's rocking it. And I was like, okay, Lauren, I see you, girl. Um, they have amazing products. They are comfortable. Of course, they understand that uh, your bra should be comfortable and properly fitted because there's like 66% of us women out here walking around with bras that aren't properly fitted. So they have a really quick and easy Fit Finders Day quiz, Fit Finders Day, a Fit Finder quiz that you can take to find your perfect fitting bra. Don't forget that they also have their signature half sizes. Uh, they also have premium cotton fabrics available in sizes extra small all the way up to 3X. They're introducing loungewear for those lazy Sundays and who am I kidding you don't need loungewear for just for Sundays or on the weekends at this point loungewear has become a way of life Monday Tuesday Wednesday Thursday Friday Saturday even on Sunday find your favorite everyday essentials from loungewear to their number one rated 24-7 classic t-shirt bra you guys know their t-shirt bra is my absolute favorite that's the one that I rock the most so what you're going to do is treat yourself with something that fits it was and it was made just for you with Third Love. Go to thirdlove.com slash lovehour right now to get 20% off your first purchase. That's thirdlove.com slash lovehour for 20% off your first purchase. Go there today. I won't steer you wrong. In fact, you'll come back and you'll say, thank you, girl. All right. And we're back. <laughs> and we're back. Uh, that is hilarious. A lot more Android users than iPhone users. Uh, not more, but oh, it's a good it's portion. Close. Well, be respectful, it's, then, Kim. I, I, that's why I stopped doing that. I was like, shoot, it's like 55 45. Whoa, 55 45. Android is 45. I'd be like, shut up, Kevin. Y'all is great. I love green. Low key, I'll be trying to get out the iPhone loop. I'm not gonna lie to you. iPhone, I'm so mad at these green messages I be getting. <laughs> <laughs> it's like it's messing up my, my aesthetic. My the aesthetic. IPhone. Yes, it's I always about the aesthetic. Melissa's sister, we got a group chat of our friends and family from back in Washington, probably about 15, 18 people. Yeah. She is the singular person with an Android and she relishes it. She does. It's like, look at your chat all green. Look at your little likes. It, it says like message instead of oh, just I turning blue. Ah, I'll never get an iPhone. I love to annoy you. And then we were like, well, you know, we have group chats without you, right? She was like, what? <laughs> yeah, we, we have other ones without you because we don't want to deal with this. She was like, don't want to deal with it. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. Someone said that it's actually called Tetnet. Tech neck. Tech neck. Tech Oh. Wow. See, Michelle, you already knew. I didn't realize. I knew. I knew. But, but that's, that's called too much information why do we know about technic 
So mm-hmm. true. So true. You know what I'm saying? But it, some of that stuff, it is good to know, but it's going on to say sometimes we can get way too much information that can overwhelm you. I, now, but at the same time, it's good that we are able to be aware of things that are going on in the world without having to wait for the local news to tell us. Yes. Yeah, that's yes. true. You know what I mean? So it's kind of it's double fold. It's like, it's good to have the information, but then it's like, okay, we have to discern how much information is good to take in. I think that's the the key. I think we've always had access to information. We haven't had access to simple. I think we are smarter than previous generations for acts. We have, I don't want to say smarter. We have access to more information that we can find out true. But then the down part of that is we have access to other stuff that makes it harder to do to live our life and access to everybody else's life and everybody else seems so happy and stuff like that and listen we know i think we all know like social media is a a highly curated uh highlight reel of people's best life right but even in you be like your life is perfect your marriage is perfect your children are well behaved people don't tend to put their house uh make videos when their house is dirty often some people would Folks be like, girl, y'all, should, y'all didn't look in the background. Not to, y'all didn't look at the background? Y'all yeah, didn't, y'all didn't, be, at laundry be like, yo, what up? We in the back. And, but And you know, and it's like, if, if a person's brand started out that way, that's okay where... It's like, let me keep it real, real, real. Let me yeah, let you yeah. know my closet. And yeah. then, but let me show you the after where I got somebody to help with my yeah. closet. Right. Could you imagine if we go and do that? It's like, ooh, they done oh, fell God. off. They house dirty. And it's mm. like, yeah. no... It's just sometimes disorganized all the time. This is some nights, some nights we had Postmates for breakfast, lunch, and dinner. Mine's yours. Correct. There's a lot of stuff going on today. Okay. <laughs> I mean, my home right now is cardboard boxes everywhere of books to sign, labels. It's it's so much going on that, but, you know, maybe I should post a picture and say, this is what it really looks like the week of book release. I, I do love that. I saw a TikTok the other right day. Uh, mom had posted like, "This is what it's really like to have a toddler." Mm-hmm. I'm not an inf- I'm an influencer, but look, mm-hmm. and she was like, "Here's my child's breakfast: peanut butter and Doritos, three bags open. None of the chefs eating all the way." <laughs> like when that our kids were so small, real. it was impossible to keep yes. the house clean. Now while they're awake, yeah, they're like man, you did a great job. P G. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. You know, it was, it was, we off track. Yeah. And I think, you know, m- maybe there's, so we got Midnight Musical. Uh-huh. And then maybe get everybody together that y'all put on a list and say, post the real thing. Not saying that what you don't post ain't real, but like, okay, Michelle, really post. Post what you wouldn't post. Your bed that's not made up. The only reason why my bed ain't made up right now because we just put the comforter in the washer machine. <laughs> I've been going to make my bed every day. I do not. I don't even Y'all talk. wash your sheets. I do wash the sheets though. And comforters. Yes. Holy Ghost is my comforter. It's always washed and warm. Yadable sheet. Now put that thing in the washer machine. Yeah. So it's like, you know, maybe there's a day for everything National Water Day, National Candle Wick Day. Let's do it. Let me tell you what, Michelle. I'm going to be so true though. Wednesday. Wednesday is the day where my house is historically the most likely to not be done. Because Saturday, you're going to get up and clean and wash. You're going to start the week off fresh. Friday, a lot of people might be coming over. I got to tidy up. Wednesday, ain't nobody pulling up. Wednesday, that laundry be like, whoo, you just going to see what I can do as far as the hamper goes. You're going to see what I'm believing. You're going to see what Target is about that life. That's right. You ain't living until your hamper, your clothes is on top. 
Yes. Of a hamper, and you just like you got to stack it just You're so. Just trying to get to the weekend. So the I got I got to stack it just so. Then you was like, listen, we like yo, we got check in with this hamper. <laughs> <laughs> the devil. <laughs> yo, it's funny that you talk that we're talking about this. Like, I started therapy last year, uh-huh. right? Mm-hmm. Uh, last fall. Nice. It, it was it was it was an imp- and low key. I started therapy for one reason, Michelle Williams, to understand how my relationship with my real dad, who who was not a part of my life, affected me. Well, when I tell you, I went in there and uncovered everything. That was one thing, right? The first session, she uncovered this, and then this, mm-hmm. and how that connect to this. And that, and then another thing that started happening is even outside of therapy, I was able to connect dots a little bit better than I had before. Like I realized now, I think a lot of us are like this. I was just coping and surviving. I was Mm. not dealing with any of this stuff. I was just, I had mastered compressing right now. I'm not saying this is healthy. It's it's in fact unhealthy because by not coping and just surviving, it shows itself in different ways. And now you're not you're not aware that that symptom is from this unresolved issue. And the way you do that is from that unresolved issue. The right. way you snap at your wife is because of this or the way you wow. have children is because of that. Yep. And the craziest thing about it, all of my stuff wasn't even tied to trauma. Right. Some of it was tied to little things like I'll give you an example. And I've said this before, but I ain't said it to you. When I got my first apartment, I had to get an apartment because my dad was in the military. He got stationed in Spain and it's considered a hardship duty station, which means your family can't come there. Right. So the military pays basically for your family to stay somewhere else while while you're in like Spain or Korea, somewhere where there's no military. There's no place for family. So my family went back to El Paso. I was in college. Melissa and I were dating very serious and I was not going back to El Paso. Just not going to happen. So my first rent first time due it was uh 585 and i was like man y'all really want this every time it was the first the first was on saturday uh or friday on set and our saturdays something but i didn't pay it because i was like oh the first is on a weekend i don't got to give it to them to monday hopefully by then i have it i came back to an eviction notice the first month called my dad i was like yo dad i'm 200 short i was 200 short and he was like um, I'm going to give you this 200, but I'm leaving to Spain. This is the last time I'm going to help you. This is the last time I'm going to be able to help you. And the world only cares about you as much as you pay your bills on time. Right. From that moment, Michelle, I've never asked anybody to borrow money in my life. But what I internalized was not that the, I internalized the world does not care about you. You must do everything on your own. Yeah. Right. And that's that wasn't a traumatic experience. I didn't even, like, I remember that moment, but I didn't tie, like, he wasn't being mean. We weren't even beefing. He was just like, I can't help you. I ain't got it. And I'm going to be in Spain. Like, I, I really can't help you. You're going to have to figure it out. And it was more on some, like, you, you, you're a man now right. at 19. Right. So, but that became. So the therapist, so I want to, did the therapist then say, so how does it make you feel? Yes. Knowing that the world does not care about you. Okay, so don't do that. I was gonna say, don't. Michelle, what's your therapist name? Shelly? And Annie. Well, Annie. Yeah. First of all, I got there was some tweaking in the back of my eyes because I was I was big crying in there because I realized I built a Kev on stage brand alone on that same premise. 
Nobody's going to help you edit. There's nobody to pay. So I figured out how to do that, figured out how to shoot, figured out how to do this and that. And that success was born out of that. There's nobody for you. Right. And there's nobody going to be for you. Right. So you better get it out the mud on your own. But now that's not serving me anymore. So now what was very helpful to build the Kev on stage brand is harmful to build the Kev on stage studios brand and harmful to Kev on Kevin and Melissa Fredericks, because that I can even be nobody. I don't need anybody, period. Mm-hmm. And that's well, that's what my that my dad wasn't even saying that. Right. He was just like, I don't if you ask for two hundred dollars next month, I won't have it. Yeah. Like, that's all he was saying. But I internalized something much more. And that's when I was like, oh, you probably don't even need to not have a relationship with your real dad to go into therapy. There's a lot of stuff that we all probably have that's just we're not connecting to. That's why we're acting this way in that way. And that's what I feel like. That's why I feel like checking in is is so important. Wow. You have your own. Go ahead. I I know I'm not supposed to be interviewing you, but, (laughs) you know, I'm excited to first hear a black man talk about therapy Um, and what did that do for you? Um, Me or Liz? Your wife. Oh, Oh, uh, what did it do for you? Um, Were you like, oh, thank God, child. I've been wanting him to go to therapy. (laughs) It's, you know, or were you like, I got to go to therapy too? Yeah. I I mean, I did eventually uh, go to therapy. What's funny is that I started my, I didn't realize it now, but if I were to call it something retro, like looking back on it retrospectively, it was my own version of therapy, not realizing that it was therapy and that I've always done and read a lot of books about like self-reflection and being very introspective. Um, I was never one to be like, you need to go to therapy or you need to read these books. But I always wanted Kevin to go along with that journey with me. And so when he did it, it was like, yes, finally, you know, he's able, he's doing it for himself. And I didn't, you know, you don't want to guilt trip him into it. Cause that then- now that's a masterclass yes. in itself was that if I'm not mistaken, some of the Bible talks about the wife being the example mm. and eventually the husband will follow, especially if you feel like, okay, my husband ain't saved. Do I force him to go to church? Do I Bible thump him every night? And it's like, no, you just keep living your life as a, a, a godly woman. They'll see it. They'll see the fruit of what that kind of life is. They'll eventually want it one day. Right. Yeah. yeah. I call these moments in our own lives. Um, uh, what are, what are they called in the movie? The, um, the inciting incident. That's mm. what they're called okay. in movies. They have a, the world that they set up, they have an inciting incident. And that's usually when the movie, the plot, sorry, the plot of the movie usually takes off. And so we all have these inciting incidents that kind of change and shape our worldview. Does that make sense? Mm-hmm. That's so and good. so uh, in the book, you describe your kind of inciting incident. Do you want to go there? Yes. Well, which one? Um <laughs> Um, so, I mean, even even naming the book checking in was definitely also to take the power back in that most humiliating moment of me having to check in to a hospital in July of 2018. Mm-hmm. I'm an open book. I eventually was going to tell the story, but to find out that um, and I, I want I don't want to say no shade to TMZ, but somehow they found out where I was mm-hmm. and uh, my manager calls me and says, Hey, they know where you are. What do you want to do? And I was like, well, I'm not going to let them tell the story, my story. So we had to put out a statement 
And it's not something that I wanted to do at that time. But I was ashamed. I was humiliated. I felt like a hypocrite because it's like, ain't that that girl that sing when Jesus say yes? Well, if she a Christian, I definitely don't want to be a Christian now because I don't want to be depressed. I was having all of these thoughts. I actually saw a comment like that one day and I was like, oh my gosh, what have I done? But from that time, um, okay, it's like, okay, well, just change the perspective. Are you checking in with yourself? Are you checking in with others? Are you checking in with God? And since then, those have been my three pillars. You know, the healing still had to take place because that same year of December 2018, I had another breakdown. It's like, because from July to December, instead of me healing, I started working. Mm. That's another coping thing that we do in this entertainment field or in the world of sports. You play hurt. The show's got to go on. You wow. signed a contract. You, you folks paid their money to see you in this Broadway show. So you better be there for opening night. Do this. It was too much. You better film this reality show. You better do this instead of being able to say, I should have been checking in with me and saying, if I do this, if I die, uh-huh. y'all going to go on and you do the next thing. Right? So the show is going to check in with the next person. They're going to check in with the next person, right? So in 2019, that 2019 was my entire year to check in with myself, do the healing work, do the counseling, do the therapy, work out, eat right, check in with others, check in with God. I think I worked four times in 2019. That was it. Wow. 2020, but it prepared me for 2020 because, you know, we had to stay home anyway. Right. Mm -hmm. Um. So checking in was to just taking the sting out of what to me was a humiliating process. But when I look back, it takes great strength to say the three words, I need help. Mm -hmm. I, Kevin is like, I can't do it on my own. Right. I can't do it on my own. I've tried. And that was a result of words spoken to me from my dad. He didn't search things that he didn't mean, but it's like, well, I have no value. Nobody cares about me. So let me go try to do everything on my own. Yeah. yeah, you know what I mean? Um, because you feel like you have no value. No one cares about you. you no. Know? And it's like, that's we I also talk about it in the book to believe in the lies. Our yes. Thoughts and lies are always swarming in our heads, whether it's lies we're speaking to ourselves or whether it's a lie somebody spoke to us or over us. And you weigh that as more truth yes. than what God says about yeah. you. The reason why you can know something is of the devil is because he is three things, still kill, destroy. God is, I, I, I want you to have life and more abundantly, right? So that's how I'm trying to weigh, okay, certain thoughts. Okay, let, that's a lie. No, I'm about to yeah. say mm -hmm. that's a lie, you know? Um, so I tried to sum it up quickly in a nutshell about those three pillars of checking in. I love it. Let's take a break really, uh, really quickly right here to hear from the Love Hour sponsors. All right, we're taking a break from this episode with Miss Michelle Williams that I am sure you are greatly enjoying, but I want to tell you about Go Henry. Go Henry, first of all, it's the cutest little situation, okay? It is basically like a child friendly. 
first bank account. Uh, what you basically do, there's an app that you can load money up. You can get your kids. I wish I had them, but the boys have their own little debit card. I got to personalize it. Joey has a dog. Isaiah has like a frog. has their name on it. It's really, really super cute. I have a teenager um, who thinks he can go and hang out with friends and do whatever he wants. And so I'm constantly like, do you have cash? Do you have money for food? Can you pay for this? Can you pay for this? And it just makes it really, really easy to ensure that he has money no matter where he is. I can load the money on the app and I know that he'll be taken care of even in my absence. It makes teaching about financial education, building financial literacy easy for both parents and kids. If you want your kids to have an edu- um, an allowance and you want to teach them how to budget, this is a great way to do it. It sets boundaries while also allowing them to have independence because you can set, set spending limits, choose where they can use their cards from, all of those things. You, it's customizable. All of the things that make it really, really cute and fun for kids, but also really great for parents. That's what this is. I absolutely love it. I think it's freaking fantastic. Uh, Get started at GoHenry.com and get one month free with promo code LOVEHOUR. That's one month free at GoHenry.com and use promo code LOVEHOUR. You can use the debit card at online stores, at ATMs, uh, in stores. It's freaking fantastic. They have excellent reviews on the App Store, Google Play, and Trustpilot. You can make real-time money transfers, which is what I love because when my kids are out and about and we're separated, I can ensure that they're taken care of. Um, It's freaking fantastic. Definitely try it. GoHenry.com. Use code LOVEHOUR. All right, we're also going to tell you about HelloFresh. HelloFresh is the way to go if you are a mother, a father, on the go and you want your kid you want to make sure that your kids or your family can eat without the guilt of constantly ordering out it's the cheat code that's what I'm trying to tell you HelloFresh is the cheat code it allows you to feed your family you're going to feel really great about it and it's quick and it's easy they have pre-measured fresh ingredients mouth-watering seasonal recipes delivered straight to your door you get to skip the trip to the grocery store and you just Listen, open up a box and voila, dinner is served, honey. Usually their meals are about 30 minutes or less. I just made the Italian chicken and pepper. Um, It's like a sandwich. It's freaking fantastic. You get potato wedges. There's onions in there, green peppers, mayonnaise, sour cream, garlic powder, uh, chicken breast, Italian seasoning. Like it tastes good. It's quick. It's easy. And I just really enjoy it. HelloFresh has been named Newsweek's most trusted meal kit company for 2021 with over 4 million household serves. 4 million people. Listen, 4 million people ain't lying now. 4 million people ain't lying. This, there is a reason, okay? Um, Right now, get a better value. HelloFresh is 28% cheaper than shopping at the grocery store and 72% cheaper restaurant meal without sacrificing the quality or the taste. And most importantly, you get to save on time. Go to HelloFresh.com slash lovehour12 and use code LOVEHOUR12 for 12 free meals, including free shipping. Go to HelloFresh.com slash LOVEHOUR12 and use code LOVEHOUR12 for 12 free meals, 
including free shipping, and get America's number one meal kit. And we're back. Uh, one thing that you talk about, um, Michelle, and this, first of all, the idea of worth is something that is a constant theme mm-hmm. in my life that I'm constantly overcoming. And you have this pivotal moment uh, with your therapist, with this uh, ex-coworker of yours, or mm-hmm. I don't even think it was a coworker. I think he was your employee is actually more accurate, um, that, you know, went off and did something that you felt was, uh, was betrayed. You felt betrayed and, uh, the, your response to it is one thing, which I think we all have like these outward responses, which is generally anger. It's a Mm -hmm. very easy emotion to evoke. Mm -hmm. Um, the harder work is finding out the real emotion behind the anger. Like what's really going on? What's really going on? So you have this moment with your therapist where you're kind of dissecting this. Yes. Can you walk us through this? Because it leads to this quote that I love that I'll share afterward. Yes. And so I was having this moment, by the way, anger and sadness are natural responses. Absolutely. But it's like, now how angry? Why did yeah. you get that angry? Why were you angry for so long? Yeah. Why did you actually want to do bodily harm to this person? <laughs> Right. It's right. See me on the fair one. Right. Why do I want to kill this person? No, like literally, I'm about to go to jail. (laughs) Literally, that was how much I was fuming because I feel like I'm a fair person. I'm a good person. I'm a giving person. So why do you have to go and betray me and do what you did? Right. I started to feel like I'm such a connector, but then I feel like. But now when I do connecting, I don't do it saying I'm going to get something out of this. If somebody needs a resource, well, go on because God is going to give the increase. So don't even worry about that. But I definitely felt like when you don't have to go around and betray, why did you do that? Right. You didn't have to do that. Why did you do that? You you didn't have have to to do that. It didn't have to be all this. It did not have to be all this. And it, then it made me, then she, then we kept peeling the onion back. We kept peeling the onion back. And it was like, I felt like I didn't matter to you. Bingo. I, I felt like I was of no value for you to feel like you had even now we, me and this person, we've, we've hashed it out. And yeah. she, you know, they told me, you know, the reason why they did what they did, cause they felt like they weren't ahead in their career. So they wanted to do what they needed to do to get ahead. Yeah. So I get that. Okay. Thanks. Got it. But I was like, you didn't have to do that to me. I'm the homie. Right. We had dreams of yachts being on the, the south of France together. We're gonna get this bread. It's gonna, it's taking time. Right. Mm-hmm. You know, and so I so I literally I, the anger came from the I was angry that you went around me to do it. And then it's like as they say in the UK, you were you took the piss. Ah! I don't know what that means. I'm unfamiliar with this. You, you you took the piss. You, yeah. you, you peed on me. <laughs> Got it. I like it. I love a good new saying, child. <laughs> <laughs> you, you know what I'm saying? And it's like, that's not a good feeling. Absolutely. That's not a good feeling to feel like you're not of value. And and so when, but I go back to, okay, what was the root of that feeling? Because that, that, it's always, root is, certain feelings they're just ugly roots that you have to get to the bottom of and uproot them cut it down are you saying and this is me asking not assuming 
are you saying that feeling connected with a feeling you already had about yourself and them feelings lined up and it's like i don't i feel like that and are you am i like that right <laughs> Some, most of the time they, they don't come up out of nowhere they don't come from nowhere and most of it's like calling you ugly if you feel ugly hurts more than if you'd be like i know i ain't ugly you lying what happens i believe mm. is that um situations are triggers for deep-seated things that you believe and so they become confirmation to an insecurity you have existing yeah that was good you came that out is like so hugs. good not yeah, I, I just I worked through it. I You're worked through it lane. as I was saying it. I worked through it as I was saying it. And I knew it. To, I know it to be true, because as you were describing this scenario in the book, I said, well, now, wait a minute. Did I just catch a stray bullet? Because <laughs> oh, I, I'm just reading. I'm just, she's shooting at me. When did she record this? I feel like she's talking to me today. <laughs> I feel like, yes, all the shots. OK, and I didn't have my bulletproof rest on. I came in unprepared. Uh, I feel like so many times we get angry at people or scenarios. Yeah. And one of the things that you talked about is, uh-uh, I got to go back and do some of my own self-work. And it's not all, not to say this person didn't do you wrong. Because, right. you know, it that is also a, can be true yeah, still. And, right. Two things can be true. Where yeah. you betrayed me, but this triggered me in such a way, in such an elevated, escalated way, because of the the insecurity that exists within myself. Yeah, and that's that belongs to us. That's something we can't pawn off on other people. That's our self worth. Yeah, yeah, that's so good, yo. Now, Mister Kevin Stay. I, I was okay. I was being quiet. <laughs> yo. I thought you forgot about me. He coming in hot. <laughs> okay. Mm -hmm. You didn't go to school for this? No, I did not. Listen, she I, I firmly believe Melissa, if she decided I don't want to be an influencer industry person anymore, I'm gonna go get my LMFT. I feel like she could also change lives in that work as well. That Just like so good and powerful. It's, it's, so it's, good. A, it's a desire on the Bliss is also always a, a student of everything she's I interested am. in. And my I, I realize our sons are the same way yeah. as a result. Isaiah is like, I like movies. Therefore, I would know the box office, the director, the, these people, what they're other working on. Like he be, I'd be like, boy. He knows everything. Uh okay. by the way, he both of the boys want to be interns at Kevin State Studios. I think they should. They gonna you get y'all be sipping to being musty all summer long. I think they absolutely come up should. there in that office, learn how to edit. There's no reason why they pull it not. down. Get it, sequence these things yes. up. I'll pay you. Yeah. Paid internships, even though you're my son. You this get is it. nepotism. What is, Absolutely. What is uh, minimum wage? You gonna get it? dollars, ain't it? Yeah, I'll give it to you. Put in a little piggy bank. But um, and oh, that's actually another point I wanna I wanna bring up. One thing that is really important mm. as as parents as partners, your undone self work becomes their pain. Mm. You bleed on people. You, you bleed. said you you're working while wounded. You, and when you're wounded, you bleed. You bleed and all. And now your children have their own trauma to deal mm. with. And they got your unresolved trauma. And they like, man, why am I feeling this way? This ain't even my stuff. You putting your fears on them, your angers, your frustration, your insecurity. And that's another reason why you know I what? I am today years old. Because when I said my depression started in the seventh grade, not only did I have my own trauma as a result of seeing what was going on in my household, 
but my parents' trauma that they didn't. Mm-hmm. Mm. That became your mm. first trauma. Unearned. Yes. And you're not only unearned, you are unequipped to even deal with that. So you just, that's just sitting on you. That's a, that's a burden of a 40 year old person, 35 year old person. And you are 10, 12 years old carrying their, because our parents were very unlikely to be able to do that self-work, especially with the trained professional. They didn't have the resources. No resources, no access, no, no nothing. This is the perfect place to say, is there one? Yes. (laughs) Come to the altar. Oh, come to the altar. Yeah, Yeah, man. It's like. That's so good. (laughs) I got to go. Bless me. It's so true. Like I was, I was talking to my, my real dad and you know, it was. That my abandon, I would, I, we've been working through a lot. I've been crying a lot more than I usually do the last couple of weeks. Yeah, it's like once you, you doggone peep the lid on therapy, their emotions be like, My god, we've been waiting. They start pouring out, sure especially enough. you try to lean into them and work through and understand and do that work. You be tired for real in real actual life. Yeah, yeah, it, it, it's like a flood, it's like a dam with the crack in it. And once a little bit of water is, that pressure, you know, yeah. busted. But I'm, you know, the, you it's it's crazy, right? Like, I'll give you an example of how I became who I am and how it was nobody's fault, but it became. Mm. I have parents who don't have enough to provide, right? I got to work. I got to give these kids food, right? As a kid, you don't understand that. You want, I want, I'm playing, I'm playing football. They move me from tight end to quarterback. I'm the quarterback. Yeah. I want you to come to my game. Can't. In order to pay for you to be on the football team, I got to work, right? So now I'm excelling mm-hmm. in sports, right? Excelling in basketball, things like that. You're at work, at work, at work. And then key things happen in my life. I remember coming home from a basketball game in El Paso. And my family, now I'm already dealing with abandonment issues from my birth father already abandoned me. That's the big boom. That's the big rock issue, right? That's my family abandoning me. My father leaving, never even like, not even like being there and then leaving. Like yeah. you're pregnant. I'm out of there. Yeah. Right. Then I have my family. I'm, I'm doing things. I'm, I'm, I'm good at stuff. I'm starting. I made the team. I'm whatever. I come home from a basketball game. My family is watching Jeopardy. Mm-hmm. And I'm mm-hmm. like, what are y'all? Y'all not even working. I could at least work through. Y'all not even working. Y'all right. just at home. Right. Okay. Y'all don't care. That's abandonment in the home. That's abandonment that stayed. Ooh. I got to see you be at my house mm. and you're not there. Now, don't. <laughs> watch this, watch this, watch, watch this. this. Come on, unpack Now, it. let me tell you what happens, right? Life change, life circumstances change. Now I'm Kev on stage. It's not that you don't want, you can't come now. Now you have more resources, more money, whatever. Oh, now all of a sudden you're at every show. So what did it, t- it took you getting all the way there to get there? To, 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 to get these yeah. people who cared about you to be there. 
So now I've taken the root issue of my father. And mind you, I and here's the thing. When I'm a child, I never said, hey, guys, it actually really hurts my feelings mm -hmm. when I have a game. And you're not not at work. You're just like not there. And what's magnified is other kids' parents are driving to the away games. Right. All over Washington, all over Texas, we driving four hours. They are just there. Melissa came to games like they're making it. So now that's magnified. So now I'm making enemies of people who love me without ever even saying this really bothers me. I don't think you guys even realize how much this hurts me. So that's why I don't blame my family, because they were working most of the time and the times they weren't working. I never conveyed. I just expected like you have a kid who's playing sports. Y'all come to the games. Yeah. Right. So. Um, now I'm not even saying, so now I overcorrect for my kids. Right. To the point where they'd be like, fam, you keep coming in my room. <laughs> or be like, dad, mean? the game's not till tomorrow. Right? Yeah. You're already at the stadium. Right. <laughs> right. <laughs> my youngest son, bless his heart. He, this is a little funny aside, just to take some of the edge off. I embarrass him. He is really good at soccer, Michelle. Like he does, he moved up to the 18. Yeah. He balling with them like he belonged. He was like, when you cheer, you and my, especially you, y'all don't, y'all cheered in everybody. No, I'm already the only black kid out there. They already know I'm your son. So this yeah. Saturday, yeah, he did something and I just hit him with four claps. <laughs> he like, nobody else is even clapping right now. <laughs> Boy, Aww. my dad wasn't at my games. You gonna get these claps because I feel guilty. Right you know, for being gone, right? So now I'm taking that guilt I felt as a kid, making sure my kids don't feel that. But sometimes it can be, it can be like, they don't feel like that though. Because yeah. in all of their life, I've been present in all their games, all their practices, all their stuff. Wow. But now I'm overdoing stuff to the point where they're like, bro, you gotta, you gotta, chill. you gotta chill, yeah. you know? But if I don't deal with my abandonment issues, I realize this and I'm gonna let everybody else talk. I have a big, I got this energy. Yeah. I got this. I'm, I'm carrying heavy box. I got this struggling. Don't worry. I got this. It's all from the same thing. I got this. My youngest son was carrying trash. This boy is tiny. Okay. The bag is busting. He's stuff is coming out of it. He's like, I got it. I don't need help. And I was like, oh, my God, mm -hmm. he's repeating what he sees me do. Right. My unhealthy, un, un, uh, unworked trauma mm -hmm. has become his first example. Wow. So healthy or unhealthy, we emulated what we saw our parents do. Okay. Emulate now what you saw. Are doing, whether it's healthy or unhealthy, they will see, you know. Absolutely. Do. And oh. now he's realizing mean, to the point where you can literally hurt yourself, like trying to pick up something too. One time he almost right. hurt himself like, Bro, you could really hurt your back. And he, but he, I want to be like my dad. He don't, and this is not even a verbalized thing. Right, right, right. Right. So I, 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 it's a lot. And that's, that's another reason why I went. I was like, I can't bleed on Melissa. I can't bleed on the boys. I, I didn't have the term bleed, mm -hmm. but I don't want y'all to take my stuff because I'm already, you know, I got to deal with this. I don't want, you're going to have your own stuff to deal with. Yeah. Let's take a break right here, uh, really quick. Take the last break to hear from Love Our Sponsors, oh, and then we will close this out. 
All right, we're going to take a break from the episode with Michelle Williams really quickly because I know you're going to need it, okay? We over here pulling heartstrings. You're going to feel like you're going to need to find a therapist after this. We're going to talk about something a little lighter. It's called fashion, okay? We always want to talk about fashion, especially as the seasons are starting to change and we are entering summer. We're always looking for great transitional pieces that you can use year after year. So every summer, every spring, every fall, every winter, you're not looking to overhaul your wardrobe so you want those classic pieces that will last you and carry you for years to come sometimes they're an investment but listen they're worth it because they're gonna last you a while and you all want no matter where you are where you are you want to have the cool california easy breezy beautiful type vibes and that's why jenny kane is here to help you uh in your wardrobe no matter where you are, you can capture the California cool vibe in your wardrobe by shopping the Jenny Kane website. I personally received uh, their cashmere fisherman sweater in the color oatmeal. It's really fantastic. It's very, very soft, a really great transitional piece, uh, no matter where you are in the U.S., whether you're transitioning from summer into uh, fall or spring into summer. It's one of those pieces that you can just put on really easily and it's just great and you'll have it for a very long time. They have everything from cozy sweaters to uh, lightweight and luxe layers that you can put on. They have everything that pairs for weekend vibes to work days, layered, worn solo, date night vibes. You can dress it up, dress it down. It just makes getting easier in the morning really, really simple um, and easy because nobody wants to spend a whole bunch of time on what you're going to wear in the mornings. Don't nobody want to do that. But if you have staple pieces, staple pieces, pieces that will last you, it just makes it really, really easy. So find your forever piece at JennyKane.com and get 15% off your first order when you use code LOVE at checkout. That's Jenny Kane, J-E-N-N-I-K-A-Y-N-E.com, promo code LOVE. One more time, J-E-N-N-I-K-A-Y-N-E.com, promo code love and now let's close out this episode well my mother told me um last year she was like we were talking about some things and she was like baby i'm so sorry we were just doing the best Mm. that we knew how we just knew i mean now you know they know you know learning better especially now it's like they're so tender with the grandkids and it's like oh what was this? My grandma. What was this when I was younger? My grandma Ruth. I asked her this specifically. I said, "Well, you, so you didn't have to whoop. You got a whole other parental arsenal of of things." She said, "Kevin, when y'all was living with me, this is my second set of kids. I'm ready. I ain't have time to talk. That's what it is. I didn't have time. I had to. I had to get this to you quickly. Quick. I got to get it to you right now." One of the things that you say, even in your book, is you talk about that at, uh, you know, in your 40s, you have to remember that you're carrying the trauma from when you were seven. Mm-hmm. Car- and, yeah, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Go ahead. But, but, but that's the thing, too. Let that be. Process the past, uh-huh. but uh-huh. don't let that still be in you. Don't let that still mm-hmm. be an excuse yes. of why you respond yes. the way you do. Get treatment for your past. If you look up the definition of the word past, it talks about something. It's like basically something that no longer exists. Yes. yes. 
And that comes and from the Greek translation, pastimonious. No, it doesn't. Meaning to have listen, been. Uh, have been. Have been, been gone. Listen, listen, the definition of past is gone by in time and no longer existing. Mm, and no longer existing. Mm. That's it. You know what's crazy about that? When we don't deal with our past, we carry something that's gone with us presently. Into our, into our present, and then we carry it into our future. Wow. For what? For what? Okay. That is good. For what? Now, like I said, it's not that you, you, you like, process the past and let it stay back there. Yes. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. No, but let's stop. Let's stop saying I'm like this because my mama was like this. I'm like this because my first husband cheated on me. That's the past. He going on and got eight more kids. Going on. <laughs> going on with your life. Yeah. Mm-mm-mm. Thanks to God. Listen, I got tears right at the back. I know. They are literally like horses I before uh, they open the gate. It's, 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 I do find relief. It's freeing at least knowing. Yeah. Right. I feel like we were going around undiagnosed. Absolutely. But with symptoms. Mm -hmm. And at least when the doctor says, okay, this is what happened. Now we can say, okay, here's how we treat that. That's it. You got to do this diet. You got to work with you. Here's the medicine for it. And after X amount of time, you'll be feeling better. Yes. That's right. And I think that's why your book is so important and mental health is so important because once you identify, right? Because that's therapies, I did, they can't do all the work, right? Their first job is to help you identify. Yes. Then you work through, but then you got to do that self-work and then you got to retrain your mind. Right. Because what happens, that old way of doing is your, is your first reaction, right? That's your knee jerk reaction. You got Come to, on. you got to learn. Okay. Like this is silly, but it's, it's serious. Read this book called the big leap. I, when my career started getting better, I always felt like my kids are going to die. Melissa going to die. Something's going to happen. And that's an anxiety thing. So in the book, he was like, when you get that feeling, sit with that and say, how likely is this to happen? Mm. And what am I really feeling? Yes. Am I really feeling that man, things are going well, therefore something has to go bad because you almost make that feeling real. I mean, kids, you can't go outside. Why? Cause you, something could happen. But how likely is that to happen? I I could keep going on and on. There's something in the book where I spoke. I kept speaking. Yeah, we're not going to make it down the aisle. We're not Uh, going to make it down the aisle. We're not going to make it down the aisle. We're not going to make it down the aisle. All right. Now, let's look up the word future. mm -hmm. The period or a period of time following the moment of speaking or writing. Wow. In the Bible, let's the Bible wow. says speaking those things that are not as though they were. Wow. So when you say we're not going to make it, you're speaking a thing that's not as though it isn't. Absolutely. As though it were. And then when it happens, you that's done became a prophet. That's why power. There is death and life. In the power of the tongue. The word past is the same thing. Is is it was the moment following speaking or writing? Is what we spoke or wrote. Your future is what you speak or write as well. My God! First of all, the doors of the church are. 
Okay, listen, Miss Michelle. Gotta, we, gotta unpack, we gotta really unpack because not only do I want us to check in with everything with our mental health, but let's check in with what we speak and what, yes. we, what we say to one another, what we say to ourselves. Okay, you might feel like, well, man, I did some bad things in the past. A friend also helped me unpack this. He said, you can reshape what you reap by mm. what you sow. So from this point on, just yes. reshape reshape it reshape good. it with what you change what you, you can change the harvest you, you know what this is this is miss michelle got a rap now you got a rap okay, yes go ahead yeah. no you know what i've got i've got i've got a podcast my own podcast and i've got someone at three o'clock the incredible tamika mallory oh, oh. She has a book that just dropped yes yeah, state of emergency yeah state of emergency but what we can do i definitely we we talking later on mm. yes we'll be talking later on part two yes all right, listen, listen, everybody. Y'all put, put a bookmark in your Bible right there. Yes. We're going to pick this up at Bible study. Yes. I, can't, I can't give it all to you on Sunday morning. Yes. Okay, oh. so listen, everyone. First of all, Michelle Williams, thank you. This has been so amazing. We will see you most certainly later on today at four o'clock um, Pacific time, seven o'clock Eastern time. Now, just for being for, Pacific. Don't let them Eastern people figure it do out. Do the math. Themselves. They know white We privilege. in LA. Y'all, yes. we always doing the math on y'all. Uh, please go check out her book, Checking In. Um, that will be available by the time this episode drops. If you're in my book club, make sure that you pre-order it. This will be the book for the month of what comes after May? June. June. Uh, all right. Thank you, chat. Thank you so much. All right. Again tonight, part two. Thank y'all for having me. Um, we family, family for sure. Yeah, this was great. Make sure for that musical once we get it set up. Okay, I'm, I'm, I'm. I want to participate. I'm gonna do it in Atlanta because I listen. All the blacks be right there. I got music. Shoda, Shoda, Shoda. I'm gonna do it at Mark Moore's thing. I'm gonna do it at Mark Moore's wild. You should. He would love it. They shout over there. Yeah. Mm -hmm. All right. Thank you, Michelle. Have a good one. We'll see you later on today. Okay. I'll see y'all soon. All right. All right. Everybody, thank you guys so much for joining us for today's Love Hour episode. Um, until the next one. Bye.